0: Right, coming up 13 away from 7, Gavin Gray, our UK Correspondence with us in a really, really big week over in the UK. Gavin, whose hats are in the ring to replace Bojo?
1: Yeah, it looks like we're going to see a very large field, actually, yeah, Heather, now. I mean, there's all sorts of talk now about possibly up to more than 20 candidates uh, considering throwing themselves uh, into the ring, as it were, for this. Um, And the concern among some senior people within the Conservative Party is that could lead to a lot of sort of blood loss, as in people tearing each other's candidacy apart, saying, well, they're not the right person because this, this, this. In other words, there could be counter-accusations, and uh, it could get pretty unpleasant. But we don't know that yet. All we do know is that we have had a couple of people throw their uh, hat into the ring. The Attorney General, so the government's lawyer, uh, Suella Braverman, very unusual that she's come in. She was the first to nominate a real outsider. Not many people, even in this country, have heard of her, dare I say it. Uh, And then another one, and a curious one, um, Tom Tugendhal. He is the chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, He's seen by many to be actually promisingly sort of new. He served in the back. in Parliament. He's uh, very uh, prominent for, um, you know, sticking for morals and clean-cut image and so forth. Um, And, of course, uh, the thing against him, I suppose, is that he's never actually served as a minister. Um, And that in the cabinet itself. And that could be to his detriment. But we are expecting plenty more to join the ring, including, of course, the Foreign Secretary Liz Truss, who was in Indonesia when news broke and has caught an aeroplane back to the UK, I think, to launch her campaign. But there's an awful long way to go in here. If the schedule is followed, we won't really know a successor for another two or three months.
0: Gavin, I see there's a theory emerging amongst some that what Boris is up to is that he's going to hang around as the caretaker prime minister until a new leader has been decided. And then once a leader's been decided, he will basically challenge again uh, uh, using the argument that he's a better option than they are. Is that even, I mean, is, that, is there any truth to that, do you think?
1: Um, I, I, I must say, I think so many people have uh, such a low level of trust with Boris Johnson and this idea. That like uh, President Donald Trump, you know, he lost, but he's going to hang on and hang on and claim there were all sorts of problems. Uh, I I do think that that there is some element of potential uh, for that to happen. But and this is a big but there's no sort of legal mechanism for that to be allowed. But that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean to say, of course, that that individuals can't try on certain things. Nevertheless. Uh, Boris Johnson has said he won't be making any big policy changes with his caretaker administration until the new leader is announced.
0: Now, what's going on here with this Polish scientist being detained in Iran? Is, Is this person being accused of being a spy?
1: Yes, and one of three accused of being a spy, accused of taking soil samples from a particular area of Iran. Um, Now, Poland's foreign ministry say the man was detained back in September, and he's been named as a university scientist, um, along with the British deputy ambassador, Giles Whittaker, and the husband of an Austrian diplomat. Now, the UK and Austria both deny these reports, but Uh, Iranian authorities say they have detained a number of European nationals on spying charges in the past year. And that's really led to big tensions with the West, of course, over the stalled efforts to get the 2015 nuclear deal back on the table. It is alleged that several foreign nationals were carrying out what Iran has called espionage in forbidden zones. Uh, And as I said, uh, reading between the lines, hearing about other things, that they were allegedly taking uh, soil samples in Mm. this area, which uh, the Iranians were saying were forbidden zones. But, of course, Iran, well-known for holding people um, without uh, the proper sort of... uh, uh, well, they would say they do have the proper authority, but holding uh, Westerners and using them as sort of bargain chips. One thinks, of course, uh, about uh, Nazanin uh, zaghari Radcliffe in this country, who went to uh, see her parents in Iran and was held for a number of years before finally being released.
0: Yeah, very good point to make. Hey, how long before we get the verdict for Sepp Blatter?
1: Yeah, expecting it in the next few hours. And, of course, a lot is riding on this. So it's the former... FIFA president, so the football, the man in charge of football, Sepp Blatter, and the vice president as well, Michel Platini. Uh, Those uh, uh, verdicts are expected in the next, uh, probably in the next three or four hours. Swiss prosecutors saying that in 2011, a payment of two million Swiss francs, that's roughly three and a half million New Zealand uh, dollars. Uh, They're saying that that payment was made to Blatter, ...by uh, the uh, president, and it was unlawful. And so uh, basically they're saying the transfer uh, was unlawful, but Platini and, uh, and uh, the UEFA uh, president himself, Sepp Blatter, are both saying, uh, no, 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 this transfer was a belated payment for uh, Platini's advisory work for FIFA. So they're saying it's all entirely legal. Suffice to say, because of the popularity of uh, football, lots of people are looking at the result of this trial. And then, of course, potentially their jail sentence if found guilty. They could be jailed for up to five years
0: or fined. Gavin, thank you so much. Gavin Gray, UK correspondent. Enjoy your weekend. It's uh, coming up seven away from seven.